what would be God's will, not your own. But when you take God out, you try to make justice your own endeavor, and look what we have in. And now it becomes me versus you. It becomes my agenda versus your agenda. And I mean, I would say the world is, has been worse off because of that. I would say our country has now experienced more damage because of this one injustice. Now it's been multiplied. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Back with the boys. What's going on, boys? How's it going? What's good? We are here to kind of get into some things as we record this. Um, man, so many crazy things going on in our world today. Um, it's it's like we can't catch a break, but there are some. We would be remiss if we didn't kind of address those things. You know, the, our country as a whole is mourning and, and suffering, and we have a lot of people out there in the world. Um, a lot of our listeners and viewers, family, friends who who have broken hearts right now. And so our hearts and prayers go out to each and every one of you. Um, and so we just wanted to kind of bring up the topic of um, really restoring the art of conversation. So Meeks, what is our inspiration for today's episode? Yeah, so, um, you know, as I've, me and Keone have shared on a lot of episodes, we haven't really had a lot of people growing up that we necessarily agreed with on a lot of things and that hasn't taken away from us having friends doesn't mean that we haven't made friends or we haven't been friends with people who we did disagree with and have a lot of different variations and I think unfortunately one of the things that I'm noticing more and more as I grow older is that that idea of being able to have that dialogue even though you disagree is just diminishing more and more each year mm. and um, you know it's just kind of it's unfortunate because the way we, the way we move together as uh, as a country, as a society, as a church, it's I don't know if it's so much about well, I mean, within the greater society, it's not so much whether you disagree or not. It's going to happen for the rest of our lives. It's always going to happen, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be bad people in every aspect. There's always going to be bad people in the church and beyond, and so I don't think we disagree on those kind of things. But the issue then becomes, well, then how can we? continue forward and move together as society as a group whoever it is when even though you do disagree and i think one of the issues is a lot of um, this group identity which is extremely harmful and um, at its root it's just marxist and it's it's really this idea of you're shutting out one group they're not allowed to say something because of their identity while we are the now moral compass because of our identity and it's just it's never going to get you anywhere mm-hmm. because this because us three are Islander or Asian or whatever minority we are um, doesn't make us above or below in any situation. We're, we're human beings. So we're going to be able to just try to speak truth, not our truth. We're going to speak truth. There is no our truth because we're the Asian minority community. No, it's just truth. That's all there really is. And so we're just going to speak that no matter what. We don't, we're not given an advantage because you're from Guam. There's no like Guamanian power privilege um, words that we get to use or language. I think that's just harmful. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of labeling people as you're a woman, you can't say this, or you're a man of this color and this race, so you're not allowed to talk about all this. How about we just have discussion? How about we just do that? And then maybe we can move forward actually. Cause the whole unity that a lot of people talk about is unity within this side, but not that one. Mm-hmm. It's unity against this people. Mm-hmm. 
and just never going to get anywhere. It's more like polar polarization, right? Yeah. That we're, we're separated in camps. And I think you, um, the one thing that it does when you talk about group identity, I think one thing it does immediately cut off is dialogue. And look at how broken and wounded we are as a human race, right? That we, um, we just even, we can't even, we have no ability to, to even argue in the very classical philosophical sense, right? Arguing, as you said, Meeks, is a, is a, is a real practical thing, right? Um, you know, mom and I are talking about that in our marriage podcast, right? Is how do you argue within the context of a marriage and a family in the classical sense, right? We're going to have disagreements and we're going to have some really passionate disagreements. But can we do that still um, rooted in Christ as we are Christians, right? We're Christian Catholic Christians, um, but also upholding the dignity of that other person, right? And that's when the one thing about our faith that enables us to love that person, even if we have a problem liking them, right? Which is a, which is a, um, it, it's a, a difficult thing to do, but our faith enables us to do that. So one of the quotes, and I'll kick it over to you, Keone, if you have any thoughts uh, initially. One of the quotes I did want to start off with, just to kind of level set, right, is that one well, we talked about as we prepared for this is from St. Bernadette, is our job is to inform, not to convince. We're not here to convince you um, of any specific way, thought, anything like that. What we're trying to do is inform you so that you can think for yourself, right, so that you can be empowered as a person to actually question think about things and and all your experiences and how it leads up to that and then make decisions based on that rather than just emotions or being swayed or influenced by one specific entity or another. Yeah, um, kind of going off what Meeks was saying, I think the biggest detriment to, to our society has been the elimination of dialogue. And it's just been, you see people now, like any debate becomes so charged and they're yelling at someone mm. within 30 <laughs> seconds. And I think the root of that... Um, has been the assumption that if you disagree with me, it must be because of some character flaw. That if I disagree with Miko, it must be because of something that's wrong with him as a human being, not because of a difference in opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's something, and now it becomes a, a difference of um, essentially who he is instead of a difference of opinion. And that, that never goes anywhere. We think of uh, Dr. John Gottman, who's one of the leading researchers in marriage and family, um, for any of you who are discerning marriage or are married, please look into Dr. John Gottman. Um, but he talks about the four horsemen, which are basically um, the four different things to completely avoid or else you're pretty much guaranteeing divorce. And one of those that comes to mind is the idea of contempt. And what contempt is, is basically, say a couple is arguing about something. Um, they're no longer arguing about why, um, for example, let's say me and my fiance, she's pointing out that I haven't been doing the dishes. Let's say we're married and she's like, you haven't been doing the dishes. What's going on? And say we get into an argument. And then I talk about, well, how lazy she is and, and you, um, you never do this and that. And well, that's just because you're, you're just being selfish. And so now it's a character flaw. Now she's lazy. Now she's selfish. And we're completely removed from the initial conflict. And what was that? It was maybe a breach of trust. It was maybe I'm not falling through. It was with the chore. But it immediately became you're lazy, you're selfish. And now it's a part of the person's character. And we see that everywhere in social media. We see it in political debates. We see it in any forum, in education. It's this underlying assumption based on the mob mentality, based on identity politics, that if you disagree with me, it's because you're othered. You're a different group member. It's because there's some sort of character flaw in you. And that's really impeded the pursuit of truth and unity, like true unity within groups and mm -hmm. different, different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only do you limit somebody 
Well, here's reality. It doesn't matter what color or gender you are. It doesn't limit how you think. Just because you're a white male or a Mexican male doesn't mean you can only think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so that's, I, I think, and unfortunately, I think who plays into that the most is the media. And, you know, as me and Kelly were talking earlier, when you have an Instagram profile, you only get to see what I want you to see. And unfortunately, that's how it is for the media as well. And so we'd like to think that maybe Sean Hannity and Don Lemon are really there for us. But at the end of the day, they have a job to do just like everyone else does. And they have viewers that are a certain audience. And they're going to they're gonna do things according to that audience. And then everyone has an agenda. Fox has an agenda. CNN has an agenda. They all have things that they want to share. They want to push forward in order for them to not only get their views, get whatever power or gain they had out of it, because that's, that's the reality of politics, unfortunately. It's not as moral as we'd like it to be. And that's why we have church. That's why, our, that's why we also have a separation between those, because when your church leaders are politicians and otherwise, it gets a little messy. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, what we'd like to do also in opening up dialogue is saying that the media is not necessarily always who you'd like them to be. And unfortunately, they're manipulating a lot of us. And, and they do that by targeting emotional and this controversial and then putting you against each other. And they love doing that. And so we can see a certain examples. And it isn't about left or right. This, this topic is mostly about showing how the media can manipulate certain op- um, audiences and how they can manipulate statistics and pictures and use certain things. So, for instance, a big um, a big controversial topic, especially within our community, because we, especially the Catholic community, because it's a lot of Latinos, is uh, deporting and th- and that issue. Mm-hmm. And for you, those of you who don't know, actually, statistically speaking, Obama has de- deported more uh, illegals more than any other president in the history, and you wouldn't think that. Now, when you have seen Trump in this presidency, you show the family separation at borders, which I've said that that was actually a thing under Obama's administration. Not the point, doesn't matter if you agree with Obama or you agree with Trump, but the idea is that when it was under Obama, you didn't see that on the news. You didn't see those pictures. You didn't see people crying. You didn't have interviews of of little five-year-old girls crying. They want their dad. You didn't get those. But however, he did deport the most. And so what the media likes to do is, well, that doesn't matter. The thing is, we want to paint this person a certain picture. We want to paint this person a certain picture. And because that's going to help us. CNN is going to be a little bit left oriented. Fox is a little bit more right oriented. So we're going to do things according to what fits it. If we like Trump, we're going to make sure Trump looks a little bit better than he would on CNN. CNN is going to make sure he looks as, as bad as possible. And this is not to say what direction is right or wrong. But the idea is that if you think that all your news and all your truths coming from your phone... It's false. And you're going to get manipulated all day long because they're going to show pictures of you like just like that and they're going to emotionally charge you. And then you're not going to be able to see, well, maybe actually this president did something worse than I thought he did or this and that. They don't care about that. They just want to make sure you're on our side. And both both will do that. There's no perfect news outlet. There never will be. There's no perfect show host. But the reality is that they'll do these things and we have to start questioning why. Somehow, Jeffrey Epstein was on suicide watch and then somehow killed himself. And it was interesting because he was going to reveal some pretty deep information about Clintons and all those other things. We have to question why. We, we let that go and we, we kind of go, huh? And then we let it sweep under the rug because the news outlet goes to the next thing. And they'll make sure you forget about that as well. And so we just have, all we're doing is saying, why are these things happening? How is it that someone on suicide watch commits suicide? surveillance on them 24 hours you got a guard in front of the cell how do these things happen 
And why is it that when you look up certain things, they're not going to be there? How come doesn't matter who it is? How come there's some things? There's a, there's a uh, really famous video talking about pandemic, talking about the very controversial COVID. How is it that that's been taken away when you try to look it up and you need to look up certain words? You got to look up this channel and they're taken away. Why don't they want us to see certain things? Doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Why don't they want us to see certain things? And guess who owns that? Google does. Netflix owns what you see. YouTube's going to own what you see. It's all private groups. They're all big corporations, the people we love to hate. And they're going to decide what we see. Just like on our Instagram file, I decide what you get to see of me. And so it's not going to be no different with all these corporations. And just keeping that in mind, because those people are controlling, every, they're the gatekeepers. They, they control everything that we see. And we base that, and then we end up directing towards here. And it seems like a lot of times that's what they want. And they don't want you to see the big problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something, you know, kind of going off what Miko was saying, I don't know if any of the, the viewers heard of Plandemic, but uh, it, it had some controversy. And it was, um, was she a biologist? I don't, I don't remember what her role was. Um, but she basically goes out saying what COVID is, and it's very different than what the media is saying. Um, whether you agree with it or not, that's not really the point. But I tried to do some research on my own. I wanted to see what the facts were. And something that stood out to me is as I tried to do this search, the first couple pages are all uh, fact check, why this is wrong, debunked. And it's like, okay, why don't you just let me see it for what it is? Why is it that immediately that's all I see, why this is wrong, this is outrageous. And to me, it sounds like that's maybe an agenda. Why can't we just see both sides? Just let me... Like um, what you're saying, like the best professors ever, they give you the information and they let you decide, mm-hmm. right? St. Bernadette, we want to inform, not convince, right? So just, you don't have to convince me, just give me the information. And mm-hmm. it seems like there's a level of censorship. We talked about it with Steven Crowder, right? I don't know if you guys follow Steven Crowder. He's the one that does the, all the change my minds that go viral. Um, but he is no longer getting paid by um, YouTube. YouTube. It's all based on his uh, mug club because his stuff got censored and now he's no longer making money. That's an issue because what did he do that really violated community guidelines, the ever so ambiguous community guidelines? Mm-hmm. It's time to question that. Yeah, that's arbitrary and subjective. Exactly. <laughs> and and there, and I think it's time for people to actually take a step back and see what are we seeing in the media, what are we seeing on YouTube, whatever it is, and why are we seeing it that way? And why is it when someone comes into the picture and says something very different than the mainstream media, it gets censored like that? Like the um, two doctors from Bakersfield that said their experience mm-hmm. and what they say, whether you agree with, again, whether you agree with or not, it's not the point. The point is, why is it that two doctors are sharing their experience that's very different than majority doctors you'll see on the news it gets shut out. You can't find it on YouTube. That, that's an issue. Because at the end of the day, the media, who we are supposed to trust, it's their job to present the news, and then the people are supposed to use critical thinking and come up with their own ideas. It's no longer that. Mm-hmm. It's we're going to tell you what to think based right. on what we show you. And that's an issue. And I think we need to come back into dialogue in our country. We need to be able to have these discussions, but we also have to be able to be presented with the full story so that we can make decisions for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, um, we've lost, I'm going to go back and on the spiritual side of this for just a little bit, because I think that's the, to me, the root problem of our world today is that we rooted God out specifically in our country. Cause 
you know, we've talked about this in numerous episodes where this is the first time in our American history where we're a, um, we're, we don't identify as a Christian country. Therefore, you rooted God out. And so for us as Christians, all the Christians out there believe that every person, every individual that you encounter, whether you like them or not, whether you identify with them or not, is created in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, their dignity, their value, their identity is is flows forth from that, right? Media is telling us, right, what our identity and our value and our purpose is. Either you're going to be with this label or this group, and that's where your identity is. Like, you're taken away from my own personal lived experience. You don't know me, right? And so now we're pinning you know, we're like gone, we've gone Lord of the flies on each other. Right. Right. So they came in, dropped us off into the Island and told us what we need to think. And then now we're going after each other and, you know, talk about the, the broken human race. I mean, we already have the human condition of just the, our own, just brokenness, right? Original sin is a real situation is a real deal right now. You can know it's a real thing just by looking at our world, but you know, we've lost that ability to see each other as that. And so when you root God out, we're left to man's own, you know, reliance and look at what's going on now. Like we really, you know, what started off um, as, you know, or supposed to have started off as a promotion of justice has gone to a complete opposite where we have people in our own communities, some of you more than others, um, violating one another. How does that honor anybody's memory or how does that promote any justice? How does that move forward uh, an agenda that everybody mm-hmm. says they're for, like unity and um, getting rid of things like racism, which we all would agree is an absolute sin, right? Um, and then pointing to everybody else about that rather than taking personal accountability for whatever failures there may be um, in your communities, in your own life. But we need to take it back to fundamentally rooted in the fact that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And... Um, you mentioned it, Keone, and then Miko, you're even talking about this, that we're giving information and good teachers, good professors don't tell you what to think. They teach you how to think, right? So it moves us beyond. We're the only creatures that God created, my brothers and sisters out there, as rational beings. We have brains for a reason that we can look at things and question, as Miko's been talking about, and say, well, that doesn't line up. So in other words, a perfect example of that, I'll use myself. If I'm, we're over here, we're in Priest, Prophet, King, we're talking Christ, this and that, and you see me the next day wilding out, doing something, smoking, drinking, um, partying it up, you're going to go, wait a minute, I seen that fool John on the PPK podcast talking about God this, God that, and I just saw him over there going doing cake stands in the parking lot, right? you're going to be like, that dude's a hypocrite. Something's not right. He's portraying, he's filtering, he's presenting a specific look, feel, profile, agenda, identity, and that's not the real him. So then that's a good thing, right? You would question that because you see a dichotomy, you see a conflict, there's an incongruence with what's going on there. Well, why are we not doing that with what's being presented to us all day? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the truth is absolute and universal. There is no your version, my version, his version, their version. Truth is absolute and universal. Either this is a phone or it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, you don't get to call it an apple or a banana, right? This is either black or it isn't, right? And it's the principle of non-contradiction. And you had talked about where, um, going back to John, Dr. Gottman's mm-hmm. contempt, it's that logical fallacy of ad hominem, right? So then we may not like this person, so everything they say we don't like, we don't believe rather than looking at the merits of their argument, right? So some people out there 
well-intentioned people right now are saying, I disagree with racism, police brutality. Wouldn't argue with that at all. At all. 100%. Try those fools to the full extent of the law. Right? Anybody who's, who uh, is caught doing racist act, we need, to, that we need to call for justice. 100%. Um, and we've all experienced that to some degree, some greater than others, some lesser than others. But, right, how we go about promoting that and what that's tied to is a whole different thing. So if we disagree on that, right, and, and again, it's that for or against or it's polarization. The media is going to say you either do it this way or you're not with us. Mm-hmm. What? Two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, two things can be true at the same time, right? Um, and, and so that's what we're really trying to do is to really help our listeners and our viewers out there just to go like, look, let's time out. First of all, y'all, y'all loved. Y'all matter. Everybody here is created as an Im- as a, in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, your dignity comes from God. Nobody gets to tell you otherwise. And you're loved, and we want to respect you as a beloved child of God. Um, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But, man, can we talk about it? Can we, can we, you know, can we put forth information to help each other think better? Because true love, we've talked about this, is willing the good of the other as other. And then doing something about it. Not just saying it and posting it and doing these little virtue signaling or these little posts that look nice because I'm in unity, but you're not really doing anything in your own heart or in your own community to affect any change in any world, more or less, you know, whatever you put out there uh, on social media. Yeah, I'll just bring up one more example that doesn't really sit right with me, and then I'll kind of get into more of, you know, dialogue and how do we go about this and change. But, you know, as we discuss police brutality and every time that, a policeman abuses their power, it's good to show that. It's good to expose that. Just like I think every time that a priest is misusing the people around him and he's misguiding his sheep, that should be exposed 100%. Mm-hmm. Every time a priest is abusing people sexually or whatever it is, that should be exposed. I agree with that. Now, what doesn't sit right with me is that um, the police, I mean, police have shot. Uh, you look at the numbers, it's going to be about 400 white, 200 black in the last few years. You got 100 Hispanic, and the list goes on and on. However, the only time that something's viral, the only time that we see CNN do something or we see whatever the news outlet, MSNBC, whatever it is, it's always a white cop killing a, a black person. And to me, it just doesn't sit right with me because out of the hundreds that they do, they always somehow want to choose those two because they know that's going to separate us the most. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to emotionally charge us the most. And that's that's what I don't like because I, I like to call people out. I like that. that, that those people need to see, hell yeah, uh, police abuse their power. We've had refs all the time thinking that they're they're tough, right? Oh, you, you need to watch yourself, 12. You need to watch yourself. Okay, all right, dude. Okay, we get All right, we go. yeah, I got it. Okay, <laughs> at ease. And we see that all the time. However, it just doesn't sit right with me that the media gets to choose who we're making viral today. I want to make that case viral. Mm-hmm. Why do they choose that? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's because this reason or that reason. I just don't get why they choose that one every single time. That's, that's the only ones that make it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a, a, a white guy get killed by cops yet, mm-hmm. but I know it happens. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is that these people seem like sometimes they want to deliberately divide us. And then that goes because they're playing that role into, well, then two, the two truths can't be at the same. There's, there's no way it could be both true at the same time. So either you're here or you're there. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to pretend like a world is black and white, I mean, have you had your eighth birthday yet? Everything's gray. Everything's complex. Nothing ever is black and white. Mm-hmm. Ever. There's no situation in the 
history of mankind. That's just, it's either this or that. This is, that's not how it happens. Mm-hmm. The situations, complex. So the point is, is that you really have to start, especially as Catholics, questioning what's being brought to us and then what we're doing with that information. Because no matter what we're doing, no matter what we think we're doing, we're always sending a message and it's either going to be right or wrong. That's the only time things are black and white is when you, you make it, you're either going up or down, that kind of idea. And so, like we're saying, this is not about saying which one's right and wrong. It's just that these are issues that I'm seeing within the media. They're not consistent. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. They've never been consistent for any side. It doesn't matter what side you're on. They're not consistent for you. And especially for, we're Catholic. So mm-hmm. if you look at The View, right, with Whoopi Goldberg, classic, do you think that they ever put someone on there that says, you know what, I I was going to have an abortion, I walked out, and this is the best decision I ever made. Do they have those girls on there? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So they're not fairly representing, no matter what side you are, the media is not going to, they're going to show what they want to show. Mm-hmm. And then to go forward with that, okay, well then how do we attack that? I think it's important, like we're talking about, not to have ad hominem, but you don't want to lose a soul and win the argument. That's not going to do anything. That's mm-hmm. not our point. We mm-hmm. want to see people where they're at. We want to see, understand, hey, I understand you're hurt. I understand this rubs you the wrong way. Let's look at it together, holistically, and who's trying to do this? What, what is the point of it? Why would we show them this exactly? Because what they're doing is, it's interesting that they only show this certain type, and then we become at each other. But what if they didn't, and then we said, wait a second, why aren't you doing that? And then now, CNN or Fox and all of them, whoa, 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 hey, easy guys, what, what's happening? But it's so much easier when we're here, when we're at each other's necks. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to get away from is saying, maybe we should start questioning them, this, these guys who are in control of everything that we're saying. Maybe we should question them a little bit and, and meet people where they're at and not attack their character and hear the person first yeah. and understand that every opinion that my dad has is because he's had experience behind that. And he's been formed a certain way that's different than what I've been formed in. So then we got to be, okay, where are we at? Why are we saying what we need to say? Okay, that's where we go. Mm-hmm. And understand that we're not going to take, I'm not going to take what my dad, that little piece of what my dad said that I didn't like. And I'm going to make that his entire philosophy. Well, then you're saying this. That doesn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nor does if my dad brought up somebody, but he's made a couple mistakes in his life, God forbid. Well, then he also said this too. Are you agree with that? No. Well, did I say that? No, I just said he did this right. And so we keep, this is, this is so many fallacies that we commit all the time and it's never going to get any, uh, us anywhere ever because as soon as I say something, either I've made a mistake in my life. So that means that I'm not validated in that. Or if I bring up someone else, he's made a mistake in his life. Dang it. So now he's not valid in his point anymore. And it's just a circle that we're never going to get around until we can sit and actually have dialogue and not see all these names you want to attack on them and just see the person Mm -hmm. when i especially kind of like as we're recording this we're like the world is going crazy right now riots Mm -hmm. protests like you said meeks our country is emotionally charged right now and partially rightly so right i mean there's an injustice that happened right um i was talking to father peter who's been our confessor and and growing to be a really good uh, mentor to us as a family and he was talking about you know, what, what JP2 said, and um, and he said, you know, in the face of injustice, the first thing you should do is take it to Jesus first. And we think of how the country has abandoned its Christian roots. When you're taking Jesus, when you're taking God out, who do you go to first? Yourself. Mm-hmm. Now it's upon my hands. I'm going to make justice right. And that, more often than not, leads to more injustice because we're sinful. And you know, I was just thinking about, you know, we got, we, we got rid of God 
And now we're not able to take it to God and say, hey, what's going on, God? Like, I'm hurt. If you're feeling hurt by this or you're emotionally charged, like, I'm hurt. Guide me in this so that justice is served, but also the dignity of every human person's maintained, including my own, right? That's gone. And we think of how the brain operates. There's a reason why you have your executive functioning and why your emotion center in your brain is not in your executive functioning because they operate differently. Mm -hmm. And often they operate like a teeter-totter. Right, because you know, back in the day when you're a cave, you're a caveman, you're hunting, gathering, and there's animals. It's fight or flight. You didn't have time to plan what you're going to eat later or what you know. You you had to run and go right, and so that's the emotion center. That's where we're operating right now, and we're not thinking um, logically and rationally because we're driven off emotion, and that's where it's the most divisive because you're not thinking this or that, right from wrong. What is the best option? You're thinking fight, flight or freeze, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's where when Father Peter said, take it to Jesus first, now you're making a personal decision to calm yourself down, to think about it rationally, and then decide what would be God's will, not your own. But when you take God out, you try to make justice your own endeavor, and look what we have in. And now it becomes me versus you. It becomes my agenda versus your agenda. And I mean, I would say the world is, has been worse off because of that. I would say our country has now experienced more damage because of this one injustice. Now it's been multiplied. And I think that's an issue. Well, that's why I think um, group think and identity politics thrives in that where God is out. Because now somebody else is dictating. You just took God out and became God, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's the government doing that, if that's the media, if that's one group who's the mob mentality telling you, they just replace who God really is. So that's what I'm saying is we, we've, we've, to your point, Kenny, rooted God out and now we've lost our identity. And now we're all trying to, we're grasping at trying to figure that out. One thing I did want to say, you know, as we're talking about this, I want to make sure that we're very clear is that we don't dismiss or trivialize anybody's experience of in this case, if it's racism, right, or police brutality, um, I was just sharing with you some some run-ins I had as a youngin being a knucklehead with police, right, and um, being able to have that dialogue. So we're not, I'd had a, a great conversation with a family member earlier today, an emotional one, um, had a emotional text with a, you know, a, a brother of mine yesterday who we may not even see necessarily eye to eye on things, but Mike, hey, I'm praying for you and I love you. Right. And so we don't ever want to dismiss or trivialize that. But what we're trying to do is say outside of your personal lived experience, pull your head up from the tears, from the emotion and look around and question things and ask yourself, where is that coming from? Because one of my quick triggers is injustice. I've been through so much crap in my life. This hits a wound like no other, but I don't like being manipulated and I don't like being used. We can all agree to that, right? Nobody likes being played. Nobody likes being used. Nobody likes being a pawn in somebody's chess game. And that's all we're trying to say is don't be, mm -hmm. right? Don't be. That you are valued. You matter. Your experience matters. Your emotion matters. Even your, um, your fight for justice matters, right? And for us as Catholics, we're saying, nah, 100%. You, you, we want truth. We want justice. Um, we want, um, we want uh, love to come. We want to breathe life into this world. But look at our world right now. And we're trying to do that without God. So like Keone said, it's like, this is why we're suffering is because we've become a godless nation. And now we're, now we're, we're feeling the effects of that. We're feeling the effects of that. Yeah. And, any parting words, Meeks, on this one? Um, I guess I'll shout out my uh, 
sophomore year AP Euro teacher, when he uh, he's telling us, you know, if you take anything away from this class, which is literally the only thing I took away from this class, <laughs> um, so it was good. He was like, you know, it was the last day of school. He was like, start to question the things around you. I think I said this in the first episode, and I'm not sure where his intent was. And even at the time, I was like, I don't know about this. You know, I already know the school system's full of uh, people who aren't very religious and not necessarily super kind to the people that we are, I guess, in a certain sense. And I don't know, maybe he was, uh, maybe he's onto something there. <laughs> but I think the idea is, yeah, we need to start questioning things around us a, a little bit more. And I don't know if it's necessarily directed at each other, um, but more at, at the bigger picture mm-hmm. and um, people with a lot more power than, than we do. Mm-hmm. Something that I wanted to just kind of leave everyone with is, you know, when I'm teaching uh, or working with my kids in, in session um, for therapy, we, t- we talk about the idea of primary and secondary emotions and how anger is predominantly a secondary emotion and it's often hiding or guarding a primary emotion, which is maybe more often than not some sort of fear, sadness, maybe stress. Um, and, you know, the more I teach it, the more I look internally. And when I'm really upset, if I'm getting, my, find myself angry, I, I have been able to get a lot better. Obviously, I have a long way to go. Um, but I've been able to like kind of sit with that and be like, why am I actually angry right now? And usually you, if you are actually honest with yourself and you're reflective, the answer will be there. I'm stressed out because of something. I'm scared or I was hurt by what happened or what someone said to me. And we often, especially men, I think, we cover it up with anger because it's more socially acceptable. So when I think about what's going on today and, you know, if you're feeling super angry right now, if you're feeling, you know, charged, emotionally charged, like a lot of people are feeling, Take a step back and really come to terms with what, do you, what is that anger really um, trying to protect or guard and then really attack the root of it. And I, I think that's a big step in us actually coming to a solution is finding the root of it and not kind of these outward um, motions and actions that aren't really um, hitting the foundation. You're curing the disease, not treating symptoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. And I, I would say just my parting word for you all is Again, just pulling it back to, you know, we're in some very um, unfortunate times. And, you know, as a, as a human race, we need to pull together. We need to be very prayerful. We need to fast for one another. Um, but as I, you know, people who do follow us and follow me, I've been saying, be the change you want to see, right? So you can't control what the media does, what certain groups do, but you can't control what you do. Just be smart about that, right? Be kind, um, be firm in truth be grounded in truth and for us we're saying you know that that truth is a person so being rooted in christ um and and stand and stand for that but stand for truth and do so in love and just remember that we're um you know we're just we're just putting that on on you know out there so that we can help our fellow brothers and sisters out there just take a step back take a breather bring some healing definitely bring some unity but also empower you to just kind of think for yourself meeks Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. So we thank you all for joining us um, on what was a very heavy topic. And just know that um, for all of us here in our family um, and us three, that we'll be praying for you and we'll continue to pray for you. And we look forward to joining you on the next episode of PBK. So until then, get holy or die trying.